Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stibbenzang Show. It is episode 29, and uh, in today's episode, Eric, since sports are quickly going away from us, the NHL, NBA, not, lot, not much is going on, so we will be talking about the most relevant things happening in the sport, which is the NHL expansion draft happening July 21st. Seattle will be picking from players. We'll give our thoughts, give our thoughts over recent trades that have also happened in the league. And we'll also be talking a little UFC, just a little UFC. Yeah. Um, but as always, this episode is brought to you by Hot Streak Fantasy, the best in-play fantasy app on the market. Pick two to three players in the NBA while you're watching your favorite teams and watch them make you some money. Hot Streak is matching your initial deposit as a bonus, so get Hot Streak Fantasy app now. Every episode we say it, the NBA is almost over. This app will um, soon nah, – I don't want to say soon be over, but right now um, – there won't be much to do on it after the NBA season. So yeah. if you still haven't downloaded Hot Streak Fantasy, make sure to download it. Uh, get going on making some money while watching the Bucks and Suns go at it for the remainder of the series, which could be like the what t- tomorrow. It could be all over. Yeah. So make sure to jump on that quickly. Actually, next week, by the time you see this episode, the series would be over. So exactly. uh, you definitely missed out. You should have been listening last week prior. Anyway. Um, before we get into the episode, as always, roll it! Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stibbenzang Show. It is episode 29, Eric getting close to that 30, uh, yeah. that 30 mark. Uh, for everyone wondering, me and Eric, no, we don't take our haircuts together. We actually got these two separated. It's just a coincidence. It happened in the same week. So, no, we aren't bro, but we, we don't have that crazy bromance like that uh, where we go everywhere with each other. Anyway, moving on into the episode, Eric. Um, the NHL, of course, we talked about the Stanley Cup. It's over. We'll talk about the free agents uh, signings coming up ahead. But in between that, Eric, we have two special events uh, called the NHL Expansion Draft. Might be new for some people because there's only been two of them so far in modern era. And, of course, the NHL Draft, the actual draft, picking prospects coming up July 23rd. So uh, a lot of stuff happening in the world of hockey in a matter of days, Eric. So, um, as always... The experts that we are, we're going to jump into the NHL expansion draft where July 21st, the Seattle Kraken will be selecting 30 players um, from 30 NHL teams, excluding the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, They don't have to worry about this because they just enter the league, whatever. Um, Gary Bettman must keep that team intact. So only 30 teams. The Hot Sauce Sports family uh, is actually making an article about what players will be picked and what's the Seattle team going to look like. So we're not going to go through every team and, you know, who mm-hmm. we think is getting picked and blah, 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 because first of all, it takes way too much preparation. And the number one, that's something we don't do. And uh, another thing is, is um, yeah, that's going to be a long episode if we were to do that. So mm-hmm. instead we're just going to give an overall, you know, thoughts about it. Some of the players that were left unprotected, uh, what, what Seattle's team could look like, what direction should they, uh, should they take? Should they go the Vegas Golden Knights way? Should they, you know, start fresh, rebuild, suck from the beginning, and then, you know, build a contender? Uh, it's up to uh, the Kraken. So, um, you know, Eric, uh, let's look at some of the facts already for the Seattle expansion draft, uh, starting off with a goaltender from the Florida Panthers. Chris Dreger is yeah. reportedly going to sign with the Seattle Kraken, a sign, well, a pick and sign deal pretty much. As we know, the Florida Panthers are taking Bobrovsky, that $10.5 million contract. I think he has a no-movement clause. So they're going to um, have to protect him, which leaves the young um, up-and-coming Chris Dreger, who had a great season last year, proved that he could probably get some starts. So Seattle's taking him. They're going to sign him to a three-year 10 But Florida's probably not too upset because Florida, they have like Spencer Knight, Devin Lundy. He's got the best goaltending depth in the league, maybe. Exactly, so... Yeah, Spencer Knight, they got the guy, uh, Chris Devin, uh, Levy. Devin Levy, yeah, who played for Team Canada, yeah. and they got B- Big Bob. So they have a lot of questions. So obviously yeah, they're going to lose one of these guys, Chris Dreger. Um, he's going to go to Seattle on a three-year, $10.5 million. So that's three and a half AAV, which is, you know, not the worst. I love this deal, honestly. Uh, Chris Dreger, 27. He had a good season last year. Proved that he could be a starter. And $3.5 million, honestly, 
it's three years, 10 and a half, 3.5 is just, I don't think it's that scary of a number for, for, for fans to worry if this deal doesn't work out and Chris Dreger is not the guy that they thought. It's not like they signed him for like what Miko Koskinen signed, Peter Shirelli signed Koskinen for. That was a yeah. terrible contract. I still remember that. So it's a good contract. There's very much upside where it's a steal of a deal or, you know, downside is at the end of the day, you're an expansion team. You have tons of cap space. Exactly. 3.5 is not going to hurt you. So he's going to be one of the goaltenders there, Eric. Still one more um, goaltender available. And while we're talking about goaltenders, why don't we just go into the biggest news of the Seattle expansion draft from a Montreal Canadian standpoint, Eric? Yeah. Carey Price has decided to waive his no movement clause. He, you know, told Mark Bergman that he's going to have surgery coming up. So he said, "Let me just waive it." This wasn't Bergman's idea. It wasn't the team's idea. It was actually Carey's idea to waive it so they could protect Jake Allen, who most likely would have been taken by the Seattle Kraken uh, because he was going to be left unavailable or available. Sorry, he was going to be left available. So Carey Price, um, was he 33 years old, 34, something yeah. like that? Ten and a half million dollar uh, goaltender. Um, how many years left? I, I think it's five. I think five. It's like five. He signed in what 2016, 2015, something like that. Yeah. So ten, uh, eight years. Uh, so yeah, oh, wait, how many years left? There's probably four years left or something like that. Something, no, four or five. I'm not yeah. sure, but anyway, Still a couple years left though for sure. It's a bold move. It's a bold move by Carey Price. Honestly, even though I'm going with my gut feeling and I'm saying that Seattle Kraken don't pick Carey Price, uh, it'd be a shock if they they did. Yeah. Uh, Because, um, honestly, I also don't even know how I'd feel if Carey Price ended up getting picked by the Kraken. You know, yeah, that's the heart and soul of the team, the best goaltender on the planet going away. But at the end of the day, ten and a half million dollars. And this is not a Marc Andre Fleury like situation. This is completely different. This is Marc Andre Fleury. Marc Andre Fleury was the second best goalie at the time. He his contract was still good. Like he was he was in that he was in that player and he was in that goalie anymore. Carey Price is complete opposite. Obviously he's aging still, but he Carey Price still like top two, top three goaltenders in the league. Oh yeah, he's still at the top of his game. Like and to be honest, it looks it looks nice from Carey Price. Like Jake Allen once they're they're back. That duo is going to be insane if they get to play together. You know, looks yeah. good. Uh, yeah, for sure. Definitely a different scenario here, but because of the contract situation, Carey Price is the highest paid goaltender in the league. I think, yeah, still ten yeah. and a half. So, um, you know, if he gets taken, that's all that money off the books for the Montreal Canadiens. So, yeah, you you can build a competitive team with all that free cap space. Yet you don't get the same goaltender, but still, yeah. at the end of the day, you have Jake Allen as your starter. I'm fine with that. Uh, you can make more moves in the offseason. You you have some cap relief. You know, it's not the worst thing if Carey Price were to get taken, even though I really doubt he will. Uh, this is just, you know, last week I said I, I, I really doubt that the Montreal Canadiens decide to ask Carey Price to waive his no-movement clause, and that's what they were going to do originally. Merck Bergeron was going to protect him, but now Carey Price stepped forward and said, listen, I'm going to have knee surgery, so I'm going to go public with that. That way, it leaves a bad taste in the Kraken's mouth, so they don't take me. And yeah, hopefully, it works. And that, like I said, at the end of the day, we'll see. I'd be very shocked if they were to take uh, Carey Price. I'd be yeah. shocked just in general if, if it happened. But not the worst. Not the worst thing. That's how I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. So Carey Price uh, left unavailable. They signed Chris Dreger to a three-year deal, Eric, and for three point five million. I don't know. I don't think they're signing this guy to play backup. I think they want him to get some splits no. maybe because I'm looking at some of the goaltenders uh, yeah. available, Eric. Some of, some of the notable goaltenders for the for the Kraken to pick from. You got Ben Bishop, Dreger, they're going to pick. Jonathan Quick, they're not going to take. Capo Kakin and Eric yeah, was one we were good. talking yeah. about that. Um, a young goaltender from yeah, Minnesota. 24. Wild, rookie. Yeah. He, he, he had a rookie season this year. A pretty yeah. good season. Started yeah. off really hot then uh, had some slow patches, but Chris Treasure's 27, Capo Kakinen's 24, Eric. I think, my, in my opinion, they should take Capo Kakinen. Mm-hmm. Why not have two young goaltenders just ride the crease out? Like, why exactly. not? Yeah. Why, why are they interested in Braden Holpe? You know, you have Capo Kakinen there. Carey Price is available. Matt Murray is available. They're not going to take him. Martin Jones is available. Braden Holpe and uh, Vitek Vanacek from Washington, the young guy. Yeah. And I've heard reports that the Kraken are reportedly interested in Braden Holpe. Which, you know, 
I guess it's kind of the they, they would take him as a shield for Chris Jeter. Um, I guess they would split for sure, but to give time for Chris Jeter to develop in this league because um, this is his like first time full season as of the Florida Panther as an NHL goaltender. So that's how I see it. But at the end of the day, when you're an expansion team, if I were the GM, I'm taking capital cap and I don't care like about the vet, like the goaltender experience. I guess it's mm-hmm. important to have a vet in the cage and stuff for young goalies. But when I have the chance to have two young goaltenders, promising goaltenders, like I'm not going to miss yeah, out on that. Exactly. Um, like who cares if my team's garbage the next year, right? That's the whole point of an expansion sh- uh, team mm-hmm. is to be shit at the beginning. Not everyone and, can be like Vegas. Like Vegas, Yeah, like Vegas took a different approach. Yeah. Vegas was all in. They've just traded. We'll talk about the Cody Glass trade. Yeah. But they just traded all their first round picks from 2017. All of yeah. them. All three of them they've traded. Was it Suzuki, Cody Glass, and Eric Brandstrom? Uh, yeah, I think it was Eric Brandstrom, which they traded to Ottawa for Mark Stone. So, yeah. so they traded all three of their first-round picks. Uh, they clearly went into a win-now mode. They traded for Max Pacioretty. They traded for Mark Stone. Uh, they signed Petrangelo. They traded for Martinez. They, um, you know, they get Marc-Andre Fleury, luckily. And, and, and then they trade for Leonard. And then basically they're in an all-win-now. Yeah. Um, you know, remember how many first-round picks they traded? They traded first, second, and third for Thomas Tatar. And they traded Thomas Tatar and Nick Suzuki for Max Suzuki So that's and basically a second, two yeah. first round picks you're trading. Yeah. Um, so, and two second round picks and a third yeah. you're making for, for Max Pacioretty. So at first there was a lot of people going with George McPhee, like, listen, what's going on? We're an expansion tra- uh, team. This guy's trading all our future assets away, which he did. But that's what you get. You get a competitive team in Vegas because oh, you have draft capital, right? At first, and then yeah. you can just give it away. And of course you're going to get good players for it. But now, you know, Vegas still a good team with Jonathan Marsh so all those guys, but that's their core, right? Once those guys run out, mm-hmm. run out, I don't know. Vegas can be like bad. They're gonna have yeah. to go. They're gonna have to rely on some of the youth. Like, what youth do they have? You know, they traded all their their young prospects pretty much. Yeah. They're promising ones for the lease. So that's one way you can do it. Like Vegas is go and try win the cup the first year, whatever, and. Um, and we'll, we'll see what the consequences of, of going that way. Or you can maybe Seattle go the, the usual way. I say usual, but then you look at the expansion teams. Yeah, but this is an expansion team. Let's remember, this isn't a um, relocated team, right? Yeah. Like the, the Avs, of course, people will say, yeah. well, Colorado won it their first year. Well, really, it was the Quebec Nordiques yeah, team. Nordiques, yeah. That just got relocated. team was stacked. Yeah, this is a team, team that you're building from the ground up. So why not, you know – Obviously, I'm taking the approach of, you know, I want to build a young team at first, a young promising team that could win in yep. the future. And, yeah, if we lose it first, whatever, we'll get high picks. That's how I see it. So Chris Dreger, Capo Kakin, and two young goalies that have proven themselves, that have seen signs of potential this season. I'm taking them. I don't know why Ben Bishop's on – or Braden Hopi's on the radar. I guess they're really strong on that bet goaltender duo. I don't know. I'm going in the other direction. I take Capo Kakin. Um, and then you have those two goaltenders, one and two. And then Eric, some of the crazy things going on in the forward end. Looks like Seattle at this point could build a super team with some oh, yeah, of the guys yeah, left yeah. Um, untouched. Let me just go through some of the list here. A lot of vets, a lot of guys who are um, overpaid. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's some some good players here. So... I'll go quickly. You get Ryan Getzlav, vet, Adam Henrique, vet, Jeff Skinner's not getting picked, Lucic is not getting picked. Nino Niederreiter is a good player. We can get picked from Carolina. That's someone I'd be looking at. JT Comfer from uh, Colorado, Jonas Donskoy. Yeah. Um, Max Domi's for sure going to get picked oh, by, from, from Columbus. Yeah. He's still a young center, uh, still trying to find a place in this league. So maybe, you know, get that. Pr- <laughs> he didn't really have pressure in Columbus, number one compared to Montreal and then you go to Seattle, he'll have yeah. zero pressure. So hopefully he exactly. can build his young career still there. Nola Chari, uh, Alex Wenberg, Victor Rask, and then Paul Byron, of course, is available. Jonathan Druin, we'll talk about his $5.5 million deal. Matt Duchesne, his $7 million deal. Uh, Kyle Yonkrock, Ryan Johansson, Andreas Janssen, Josh Bailey, Jordan Eberle, Evgeny Dadanov, mm-hmm. James Van Riemsdyk, Jakub Vorchek, Brandon Tanev, Jason Zucker. Vladimir Tarasenko, Eric, is not getting protected um, by the Blues. Yeah, I really thought that they would – listen, it seems like GM uh, Doug Armstrong's okay with losing Vlad for nothing, which yeah. I'm not really okay yeah. with because 
there are people that would pay top dollar for a player like Vlad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I definitely would have protected him because then I would have traded him at the NHL draft, whatever. There's no doubt in my mind I feel like Seattle's going to take him. I mean, this guy, Tarasenko has had five seasons, Eric, of 33-plus goals, including an NHL yeah. career high of 40 in 2015-2016. Yeah. I mean, this guy's a sniper still. You look yeah. at the top, you look at some of the scorers, the top five scorers in the NHL in the past five years or whatever, I guarantee you Tarasenko's up there. So, but don't forget, he he, did, he does get injured a bit, like yeah. But but he has like he to me he's like a, in a, though. and for an 80, 82 game season to me he's like oh a seventy God. point player like oh consistently. God, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? Like, so what's his contract? He has like two more years, I think, of seven. No, and it's a half. not. Yeah, it's not. So even, it's still it's a great deal. So yeah. I'm taking. I'm like Seattle's gonna take this guy. Maybe they could flip him at the deadline of one year, like James Neal for Vegas. You know what I mean? Yeah. They could get a lot for. I, so and there's no doubt in my mind, Tarasenko is getting picked from them. Just yeah. like there's no doubt that Gabriel Landisov is going to get picked by um, – uh, th- well, he's a free agent, Gabriel Landisov. Yeah, he's a free agent, so I, I know, know he's a free agent. But they might draft for his rights Yeah, and if they want to sign him trying... and maybe trade well, his rights away. I doubt Colorado is going to let – like there's no but way But listen, they left, him on, they left him unprotected, and there's been contract stall with Colorado and um, Gabriel Landisov. And – you know, it might be weird. I don't know what Gabriel Landeskog is probably asking for. And I could see why Colorado could be a little hesitant because they have Nathan McKinnon who still comes up. And, yeah, he's saying at first, I'm taking a pay cut, whatever. I want this team to win. But that's Nathan McKinnon now saying this. Who knows when his contract's actually up. And, you know, his agent's telling him, like, listen, McKinnon, we yeah. can really get some freaking dough here. I don't think they want to lock uh, a guy like Landeskog up for $8 million for eight years or whatever, because you got to also remember that some of the players this guy's playing for, right? Yeah. Of Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. Rantanen, yeah. Like, That's obviously, <laughs> the way I see it is you can put any mediocre skilled player on that line and it'll work, Yeah, I feel like. Like, I'm not going to dish Gabriel Landeskog. He's a great player, great skater, uh, knows the game very well. He's great got strong leader, IQ. Great but yeah, I don't know if I'd give this guy $8 million a year for eight years. Because at the end of the day, your stats are padded, right? Your stats have been padded because you're playing with some okay, of the best fair. players in the league. Yeah. How I see it. And, and I think that's how um, – what's his name? Uh, Joe Sackick. Joe Sackett sees it too. He's a smart yeah. GM, Joe Sackick. Yeah. He has great – he's been great with contracts. He hasn't really overpaid anyone. Um, he's been great in deals. So I don't think he, he, he wants to throw out money like that, especially with right. Kale McCarr's contract coming up. Nate McKinnon's contract coming up. They're not going to be able to afford some of these guys. Yeah. So who knows? Does Gabe Land uh, Landscape leave Colorado? That's what it seems like. They're, le- they're leaving him permission to talk to other yeah. teams. It doesn't seem like um, he's going to resign because he's going to go out into free agency and some team might overpay for him. And um, yeah, so Gabe Landeskog with the Colorado Avalanche. That's uh, he's never played for another team. He's been dr- he was drafted, became captain right away. So young, he was one like of the youngest 19. captains. Yeah, him and McDavid. I think McDavid's yeah. the youngest, right? Yeah. At eighteen, yeah. was he captain's first? Yeah, right. McKin- uh, yeah, McDavid maybe, was captain. I, I think McDavid was literally just a couple days or months earlier. Than, yeah, uh, than uh, Gabe Landeskog. Yeah. So um, he's available, but you're right; he's a free agent. Don't think they're going to take him. Then you got some of the Tampa boys. You got Gord, Tyler Yo, Johnson, Tampa boy, oh Joseph, my. Andre Palat, Kalorn. So Kalorn's a free agent. Yeah, I don't know about Palat. How how much how, how many deal? Uh, what's his deal? You want to check? Yeah. Just so you got going. Andre Palat. One player I'm looking at a lot from Tampa is Matsir Joseph. He was a young that year. The yeah. year Tampa got Steven Stamkos injured, I forget what year that was. It was like 2015, 2016. I think this guy got drafted. That's when the year Steven Stamkos got injured, and Tampa missed the playoffs. And that was the year everyone was saying next year they're going to be gross again because Stamkos was going to come back. And they had a high pick, and they picked Matsir Joseph. Yeah, with the way Tampa is looking next year, Matthew Joseph is going to be sl- uh, slated to have a spot confirmed on the wing uh, because they're going to be losing guys like Kalorn potentially or Palat. So, okay, so Palat uh, has one year left on his deal, five point three. Wait, twenty one, twenty twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, that's his last year. So he has one more year after this. So that's some guy they could look at, uh, oh, yeah. at taking and flipping at the deadline or something like that to a competitive team, but um. Matthew Joseph. It's yeah. either him or Palat, I feel like. 
yeah. is getting taken. And I'd seriously consider yeah. Matsu Joseph. I'd go with the youth. I'd always pick youth. Palat's a Even great player. Y- Yanni Gord too, though. Like Yanni Gord, but I'm... his contract's a bit hefty. He's making like six, I think. I think he got a little overpaid by um really by Julian Brisebois. You could check his contract. It's pretty bad, I think. It's like six. Um, it's like six million, I think he's making because he had that great rookie season of like sixty something points. I'm pretty doubt sure. It's... Okay, yeah, it's five point one. Five point one for how much? For how long? Until, six years? until 24, 25. Yeah, so five million dollars compared to Matthew Joseph. What's his? How old is Matthew Joseph? He's got to be like. Um, oh, he's so young. He's got to be like 22, 23 now. Matthew Joseph, I feel like he's a gross um... player. I would seriously consider taking him. He's 24. I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm seriously consider taking him over Palat. I take the youth. Obviously, I'm taking youth. Oh, yeah. Master Joseph, I've seen Sparks. He's 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 had um, a couple good games in the Stanley Cup Finals against the Montreal Canadiens. So he's one guy for sure. That Tampa. If I'm Tampa Bay, I'm like, oh my god, like, what do you want for like to keep him on this team? I like send you a second or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Seattle, I'm taking him. Um, so you have those groups of Tampa boys available. You got the Leafs where you have Alex Kerfoot, Jared McCann, Jason Spezza, I'm, Wayne McCann, Simmons. I'm telling you, I, I really like McCann as a player. Jared like, McCann? Yeah, he was from, really good in uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh before. Yeah, he was good. I know they traded like, well, I think it was a first, I don't know if it was a first round, but they traded like no, a pretty seventh high. round, no? I thought it was a n- a nothing round. I thought oh, okay, it, maybe. Maybe it was, it was like opposite. Nothing. I don't think it was. Yeah, it was oh, yeah, maybe it was, it was the opposite then. Yeah, yeah, And then Jason Spezza, Wayne Simmons are sticking around. Connor Sherry from the Capitals is available. And, of course, I think Mason Appleton is for sure getting picked from the Winnipeg Jets. We know Jake's pissed off about this. Mason Appleton is a guy he wanted yeah. to keep, but yeah. I there's no doubt he scored, what, 18 goals, I think, this year. He's playing on a third-line wing role. Give this guy some time, Eric. He's a good player. Mason Appleton, for sure, you can put money on it, is getting picked from the Winnipeg Jets. Um, looking at some the defensemen, Eric, a lot of old guys, a lot of grizzled vets. And mind you, there's going to be a lot of trades happening um, come the 21st. A lot of, like, we've already seen it, like Nick Letty, you saw, went to Detroit, Richard Panic. A lot yeah. of these players that aren't getting protected and the team know they're not going to protect them, looking to move these guys. Um, so that's where what you saw. I think yeah. Nolan Patrick... He's yeah. not getting protected exactly. from Philly. He, he so they yeah. wanted to look to move him because he for sure would have probably been picked a young 22-year-old center. So keep that in mind. Some of these deals, some of these players might get traded beforehand, yeah. whatever. But um, from the defenseman side, we have Kevin Shattenkirk from the Ducks, Mark Giordano oh, yeah. from the Flames, um, Jake Gardner, Carolina, Nikita Zadorov, Eric Johnson, Will Butcher. Look at that name from uh, New Jersey, Will Butcher. P.K. Subban yeah. with his deal. He's not getting touched. Don't worry about it. Vince Dunn from the Blues. Travis oh, Dermott. Yeah. Travis Dermott, I think, is getting chowed by, yeah. the, by the by Kraken. Brendan Doan from the Capitals. Justin Schultz, Capitals. Dylan DeMello from the Jets. Those are some of the notable mm. ones. Not bad. Um, I, and Jake Bean, for those who don't for those for the prospect fiends, Jake Bean, Carolina D, a young, pro- promising prospect. He's also available for Seattle to take. So look for his name to be taken by uh, from Carolina to be taken by the Kraken. So basically a lot of those um, there's a lot of those players available, but I think a lot of these uh, names on this list are a bunch of vets that have yeah. a big name. And I don't think it's like Mark Giordano. I don't think they're going to take Mark Giordano, Kevin Shattenkirk. I don't think, yeah. I don't think like, cause let's not I forget mean, that. Yeah, go ahead. In the expansion, job, there's so many trades. Like so many I know. teams are like, "Oh, I'll give you a first round if you pick him." They have like in the yeah, Vegas one, how, contracts. Yeah, it happens so often. Like you can't mm-hmm. predict that stuff. So like we can say all these names, all these defensemen, but like most likely, like at least like 10, 15 players, like the Seattle will be forced to pick them. You know? Yeah. Um. I mean, at the end of the day. You're gonna pick some vets. You're exactly. gonna pick grizzled yeah. guys because you can't Nothing just have a team yeah. of youth, right? Yeah. You need some experience. So yeah, maybe you see guys like Shattenkirk get picked, right? To the to to man your top pairing mm-hmm. in, in Seattle, or um, you know, Will Butcher from New Jersey. I'm surprised they're not protecting him. Um, mm-hmm. what, what D would they be protecting in, in um, Oh, Sever- in Severson. Severson, Damien Severson. Yeah. Um, 
Um, what's his name? I don't know. Oh, what's his name? Um, Why am I blanking there? I feel like Will. I thought Will Butcher was one. Of, isn't he not their top D? One of their top defensemen, Will Butcher. One, one up there. I guess not. Who, good who are enough. they protecting? Can you see? Can you can you let me know who? Yeah, um, yeah I'll let you know who uh, New Jersey's protecting because it's it's uh, Severson for sure. That's one. Do they have young promising guys that that have played? Ah, oh, I'm blanking. But um, yeah, so those are some of the notable names, Eric. Oh, okay, yeah. So they got um, Ryan Graves protected. They oh just yeah, Ryan. Him. Okay, yeah, Ryan Graves for sure. Yeah, Severson and C- Sigen Thaler. I don't know that. Sigen Thaler. Yeah. So okay, so he's a prospect too. Yeah, I, yeah. I know him. Yeah. Wow. So look, that's a guy. Like, I'm surprised they didn't they didn't go the four D because a guy like Will Butcher. I don't know what his contract is, but he's a good so, defenseman. Yeah, he's a really I'd be good looking defender. to uh, to snag by Seattle. Along with, you know, you can have, listen, Will Butcher, Travis Dermott, you can get in your decor. Um, man, there's so many. And then you can get a vet guy like Kevin Shattenkirk, you can draft yeah. uh, to man your top pairing. Or fuck, Nikita Zadarov, a big guy, big, exp- um, not experience, but big, big body Zadarov. But you see that, like Colorado, they traded Ryan Graves. Or, like, because they knew, yeah, exactly. they, knew, they knew that they were going to be able to protect him. So they trade him for something at least. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and New Jersey's lucky enough to be on the other end. Ryan great steady shutdown defenseman yeah. in his own zone and for a second round pick like you yeah you i'd pay a second round pick for ryan yeah. grace he's a good defenseman i like him a lot so those are some of the names available that will be saying uh we think will be taken um at the end of the day like i said they are just big names that people know like freaking jeff skinner's not getting picked anywhere no no like, he's not getting well, that contract like, that is contract, so like milan lucic like those are some of the just players like yeah no no, duh, it's just uh, the NHL hasn't showed um, some of the smaller prospect names that people yeah. don't know. Oh, it happens so often. Like, look, like that's what happened with Alex, like Alex, William Carlson, like players. There's, a, there's like, a lot of good players. Super uh, low-key players. So let's look at some of the Montreal Canadiens. Like we said, Paul Byron's left unavailable. Yeah. Don't think he's going to get picked up because of his contract, 3.4, I think, like mm-hmm. that. Here's an interesting one. Jonathan Drouin, um, $5.5 million. I still think he has... He got tr- traded in 2017. He signed a what? Five-year deal off the bat. So that's one, two, three, four. He has what? Two more deals? Do I'd say two. I'd say two, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's two. Um, Drew has two or one more years, something like that. So he has $5.5 million. As we know, Drew, he's a young, talented player. Obviously, he's going through some stuff right now. So, Mark yeah. Bergeron will have to talk to him, figure out if uh, he's playing this season, if he wants to stick around with the Montreal Canadiens, or if he's going to remain on the LTIR. That's going to save the, the Montreal Canadiens a lot of cap. But at the end of the day, they left him unprotected. He's up for mm-hmm. grabs by Seattle. If you're the Seattle Kraken, do you take a guy like Jonathan Drouin? Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, I would. Wouldn't you? Yeah. I'd take a chance on Jonathan I mean, Drouin. You look at some of the guys left unavailable for the Montreal Canadiens, it's not much, right? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go – and for Montreal, there's, like, these, like, pretty pretty young, like, ra- random – like, even, like, Charles Houdon or, like, yeah, Luca. Luca no, Charles Houdon Veg- is not with Montreal, though. He's not with Montreal. Oh, he's not? Okay, he's in Europe. Like, he's in Europe yeah. now. No, but even, like, Luca Veg Demo. I remember seeing him I in doubt, the HL. Like, yeah, players doubt. like that, like, I'll tell you, it's, it's going to happen more often than you think. These random players the are going to get picked. Boy, it happens. Well, yeah, if you get, if you get, yeah, because maybe that's because they, uh, someone traded a pick to that team, right? And they're like, take no, my HL. No, but it happened the same. Like, I remember for Detroit, they took Thomas Nosek at the time. For Detroit, it was a random player. And then Thomas Nosek, now he's a pretty decent player yeah, for I'll tell you, Lucas Gemma, whatever I know you're talking about, is in the HL. Prime time. No, like, I'm just saying that because I signed in the, the HL. Because <laughs> I remember seeing him in, for the Laval Rockets. He wasn't, he wasn't bad. I think he scored a goal the game I watched. If so. I'm Jonathan Drouin, I mean, if I'm Seattle, yeah. talking to my scouts, I'm like, listen, is Drouin a coachable guy? He, he is coachable. I do believe he's coachable. It's the pressure, I think, that's the biggest thing. Get him to Seattle. There's no freaking yeah. pressure. He has one or two years left on his deal, maybe three. I'm not sure. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's two years, though. At five and a half. Like, you're going to have the cap space. Um, worst comes to worst, you throw him on LTIR. And yeah. then if not, then... When his contract's done, you could sign him for less, and he could be a young, promising guy. 
uh, with talent. And, you know, like the abs, there was talks of Jonathan Drouin going to the avalanche to re like rekindle his relationship with Nate McKinnon and see if they can get something going. Like, and there was talks about Ryan Graves going the other way or something like that. Well, that, that could have been nice. <laughs> if I'm Seattle, I'd take Drouin because I don't think there's anyone left really from the Montreal Canadiens um, available. Exactly. Like Paul Byron, you're not going to take. Uh, Brett Kulak, like I'm not taking these guys. Like there's better guys at the Drouin's like the dark horse that you could take that has upside. Yep. So there's him. There's Matt Duchesne from uh, Nashville, $7 million deal. Almost came to Montreal. Yep. Thank God he did uh, $7 million. He's left it all uh, unavailable. Andreas Janssen, young prospect. Josh Bailey, Jordan Embry, like we said. Then you have Jakob Vorchek is some of those vet guys that they could pick up. But then again, they have expen- expensive deals at the end of the day. But Van, Ru- Van Ruzak would be pretty nice. On that. He, yeah. To me, he looks like a expansion. He, he, he'll look like a James Neal. You know, his contract's not that big, I don't think. That crazy yeah. big. Probably like six, seven. But no, still no, no. like, is it not? I swear no, it's like six, I think it's like five something. Five and a half, maybe. But um, yeah, there's gonna be some bets, guys, that are gonna be get picked up. There's gonna be some guys who are gonna have bad contracts, who are gonna get picked up. Some swapping of draft picks, um, for insurance and all that. Yeah, did it seven million dollar? Like, no, they did not sign him for seven million. Yeah. For how long? Uh, until twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. Like, how long was that deal? Four years? Three years? Uh, five. What? Yeah, in 2018, 2019. Seven, yeah. Seven mil. Seven million dollars? Yeah. Why? But it's, it's not a bad... Like, Jay is good, man. I don't he's know a really good know. player, but he... With, um, I don't know. He just had that bad year. Like, the, the, the remaining years on his Leafs contract. Like, those couple... I don't know what his uh, career... Not career, but... What were his numbers on the Leafs before he signed? So before he signed, it was 54 points in 81 games. And then before that, it was 62 and 82. So he was like a – like he had a 30-goal – 36-goal season that year. So. Oh, I know. What year? Is last year? Bef- right before he signed. Right yeah, his last year with Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, – I think it was always have- Toronto. It was just the shit team at Toronto at the time. I was really like, these players don't deserve this contract. The team was such yeah. – No, yeah. James Ernie's – yeah, he's a lock for 20, 25 goals, I'd say, at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just feel like seven mil. I don't know. It's a lot, but he hasn't really done much with Philly, right? Ah, uh, he had a 43. He had a, yeah, he did. He had, a, he had a good games. season. Yeah. He had a good season this year. Yeah. 43 points in 56 games. It's not and the year before that 40 points in 66 games. This is it really okay. de- It's like a, he's like a 50 point score at this point, but $7 million. I'm not sure, but because he's well, definitely going to be his last contract with that money for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's already. But yeah, no, I guess I, I don't know. Am I the only one that seems like it's weird that James Van Rijn's like, to make it seven million? Yeah. I'm looking at some because it's like I don't know. Some of the contract steals have been going that have been going on. I don't know. Yeah. Seven million seems like a lot to like devote into James Van Rijn's diet. But anyway, um, so those are some of the notable players. We're not going to go through the list. A list will be made. Don't worry. Yeah. Hot Sauce Sports will be covering all this. Yeah. You can get uh, all the check that out. Anything. I don't know if it's out right now, but you'll see. Don't worry. But uh, moving on, Eric, we'll look at some of the biggest trades that have happened recently in the NHL. Um, yeah. Actually, there's only one. I mean, we could talk about like the Nick Letty going to no, Detroit. No, no, no. I wanted to talk about that, but it's fine. We don't oh, have to my God. It. Like Those are some of the expansion trades, right? We yeah. won't talk about it. But let's talk about a big trade that happened. A what? three-way trade. Yeah between the Vegas Golden Knights, the Flyers, and the Nashville Predators, Eric. Nashville traded Ryan Ellis to the Flyers in exchange for um, Philip Myers and Nolan Patrick. That's yeah. who... Um, no, that's who Nashville got originally. Yeah. And then Nashville flipped Nolan Patrick to Vegas for Cody Glass one-for-one, one, and they kept oh. Philip Myers. So, okay, okay. Nolan Patrick, Cody Glass, same draft year. Nolan Patrick yeah. got drafted second overall. Cody Glass was six. Yeah. And so they're swapping first round picks. Basically, these are two guys, two disgruntled, I'd say two disgruntled yeah. guys who really haven't figured it out respectively for each of their teams. And it's basically just one of those swaps to get things going. So Cody Glass, 22 years old. As we know, the center depth right now in Nashville, you got Matt Duchesne, who looks to be declining. We'll see if he has a bounce back year. And then you have Ryan Johansson, who is quickly declining for uh, his uh, contract. 
So hopefully they're going to try and get Cody Glass. I don't know where they're going to start him out. Maybe they'll start him out third line center. Maybe they start him out on the wing on the second line or something like that. But, you know, he's going to play center. So either you assume yeah. that third line role or maybe they bump down Ryan Johansson to that third line role. Cody Glass gets some time. He's still young, 22. Yo, um, that's very 2017. Young. Like people still like people have called this guy a bust already. Still, I, in my opinion, like he has no. a lot of upside. He's yeah. 22. He looks like to, he has size too, right? He's a big kid too. So Nolan Patrick, on the other hand, 22 as well. He's had, he was second overall pick, so a bit higher, right? A bit more. And, uh, and he was supposed to, for the the entire year, he was supposed to go first. Like he was yeah, a oh, consensus yeah, yeah, yeah. number one over pick, and then he got injured, and then Nico yeah. Heischer took over as the number. So one. Nolan Patrick, so far, he's kind of been injury prone, as we saw yeah. before his career start yeah. in the NHL. He was injury prone, and now he got injured big time. His first two seasons, I think he had like thirty something points a piece. I think it's thirty exactly both seasons. It's like thirty three, I think one season, thirty yeah. something. So obviously a slow start to his NHL yeah. career, but Eric obviously playing it behind Claude Giroux, Travis Konechny. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some good centers over there in Philly. He was kind of slated on that third line role, that third line checking role. But Eric, Nolan Patrick just screams the Vegas like outline of a player that they want. Does he not yeah. remind like, come on, he's, he's a big guy still, right? Yeah. He's um, yeah, he's a big kid. He, he's a center. He's 22. He's young. So he's going to play. Hopefully, I think the idea is for him to play the third line right now, slated okay. with Alex Tuck. Because second line, they're not separating that William Carlson line, I don't think. And the first line, it depends. They could swap out Chris Stevenson, but he's yeah. looked great on the first line. Chris Steve- uh, Chandler Stevenson, sorry. Chandler Stevenson looks great mm-hmm. on that first line. Good skater. Like he really surprised me coming over from Washington. Didn't think much of that trade. And then he's, he's looked really good, but do they want a little more offense with Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone? Vegas tried to do that. Like in the beginning of the season, they put Cody glass on that first line with Pacioretty and stone. And And it worked a little, but then it didn't really work. Yeah. Yeah. So Nolan Patrick for me, yeah, most likely he's going to be that first line center eventually, right? With Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone, that would be a big line. And oh, if yeah. Nolan Patrick can figure it out, then yeah, it could be a good trade for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's just, um, but I just love the code again. Yeah, go ahead. If I had to pick, if you had to bet, if you had to bet on who who'd have a, like who'd be better between Cody Glass and Nolan, like who? Because to me, like I see them like as both like okay, Nolan Patrick has a bit more experience in the NHL, but he hasn't proven much. But on the other hand, Cody Glass. I think last year was his first like full season, and he hasn't like really shown I anything. I think Nolan Patrick has the best chance right now to prove something. Okay. If it were to be anyone, it's Nolan Patrick. Because okay. I think he's going to get times at first line center, yeah. um, and they're going to try and get that offensive line moving. Yeah. Or he can play the third line center with Tuck and be that gritty line who's their big motivation line. So I could see him like, work out and these play successfully in both those situations. I don't think they're going to rush him in uh, to first line duty right away. They're you know, that's still Chandler Stevenson's spot. He's been there, mm-hmm. but I could definitely see some changes happening. Cody glass, uh, Nashville. They're always going to try and stay competitive, but at the end of the day, um, they have some, a lot of cap dedicated in um, a lot of old, not old players, but declining players in Duchesne, sure. Ryan Johansson, uh, and now they pick up Philip Myers on the back end, which is going to add, he's 25, I think, add some size and physicality, mm-hmm. uh, physicality, you know, at home is their tallest guy. Yeah. He's uh, physical, but Philip Myers is really like, he's a real big body back there. So that's going to kind of give them a new sense defensively that they haven't gotten recently by trading Ryan Ellis away to the flyers and Eric flyers. He, yeah. Like I said, Ryan Ellis goes to the flyers. Yeah. Um, uh, it's going to be him and Provorov. Sure, that's, that's a good that's a good. Talk. They lose yeah. Philip Myers, but uh, the Flyers have great depth on the blue yeah. line, so they could easily replace Philip Myers. So like Ryan Ellis... Like, Ryan Ellis is really... Oh like, he's, he's He's so he's good. Like, power he's so, play. Talk yeah. about the power play, making your power play better. Oh, yeah. Talk about a guy who can still skate. I mean, um, yeah, this is, uh, this is a good trade for the Flyers. I, I, I definitely... Um, I mean, they get... In, in the end, they get Ryan Ellis... For trading Nolan Patrick, who they weren't going to protect. Yeah, exactly. And Philip Myers. So that, that, that's it. They basically get Ryan Ellis for Nolan Patrick and Philip Myers. Yeah. And Nolan Patrick, they weren't going to protect. Yeah, exactly. So um, I like this trade from the Flyers. I like Ryan Ellis. Very underrated defenseman in this league. Oh, yeah. Makes their power play way better. 
Um, cause one of the, the things I think for the flyers was scoring this season. So they're going to try and get that power play clicking with him on yeah. it. Provorov, Ryan Ellis, whatever. And then you can figure out from there what you want to do. You want to do Ryan Ellis Provorov, your first decorn. Do you want to split him up? You still have like Travis Sanheim back there. Um, some, some pretty good defensemen. So, but, but look to Philly to be a very a dark horse this season. Dark sure. horse in the Metro for oh. sure. They have Carter Hart. If he can step up this season, their D is stacked. Their forwards are stacked. They're going to, they're going to be good. For yeah, sure. definitely. Uh, Car- Carter Hart had a shit season last year. If he turns it around, yeah. then Philly could, yeah, really be a dark horse. man. The Don't Metro. Forget, he's like 22. He's like 22. Carter yeah. Hart. Just like think of the so Metro, young. man. The Rangers, the, the oh Flyers, God. the Islanders are in there. Like, top three, and then you got to fight for the wild card. Like, it's going to be yeah. tough yeah. Uh, in the Metropolitan. So, that trade happens. <clears throat> Eric, is there really a loser when it comes to this trade? Hmm. I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think. I think everyone got what they wanted. Uh, Philly wasn't going to protect Nolan Patrick. Um, yeah, and like, you just swap young Yeah, prospects. you just swap, yeah. So I mean, you can't really say there's a loser because Nolan Patrick and Cody Glass still have upside to them. Exactly. Exactly. And time will tell. Right now, the Flyers look great with Ryan Ellis. Uh, Nolan Patrick didn't really play for the team, so it's not like they lose anything. Yeah. Uh, and then Cody Glass is young. Nolan Patrick's young, so they like because Philly's mostly trying to win now. So oh, they, yeah. they, they oh, get yeah, that yeah, yeah. Ryan. They get Ryan Ellis, who's like he's thirty, but like Top he's four a really defenseman. good Exactly. Eats minutes, so, yeah. so he'll be a twenty-five minute player, and he'll be. Yeah your top power play specialist so exactly philly they just get better vegas um they get a nice prospect they patrick, yeah they get nolan patrick because cody glass didn't work out so why not swap them see what you can get and i do yeah. like i feel like nolan patrick fits their player or, or fits their system what kind of system they yeah. play physical uh heavy yeah. yeah physical yeah and so that's what nolan patrick can do hopefully he stays healthy and i think it can work out for the vegas golden Knights because that's a guy that could you could play on the third line with tuck mm-hmm. and that could be a dangerous line like a real dangerous line, yeah. or you can play him on the first line and switch Chandler Stevens. I don't think so, but I could also see him playing reps there with Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty, which I think eventually is the plan. So we'll see some reps. I just think at first he's going to be on that third line. So you have that deal. Um, two weeks prior to that, if we want to keep talking Nashville, Victor Arvidsson went to the Kings for two second round picks. So Nashville, mm-hmm. um, they lose Victor. That was a weird trade. I found, I like yeah. Victor Iverson. He was a previous 30 goal scorer. He's still young, like what? 27, 29, 28, something like that. Um, so LA gets him. Yeah. 28. Yeah. 28. And he's like, that's perfect. Like you're still in your prime 28 mm-hmm. LA. Of course they have the cap space uh, and they have the draft capital. So they get nice Victor Arvidsson. I do like the trade <clears throat> on a young team. It's nice to have players like that who have experience and potential to score goals for your team. And I think he gets second line minutes. Cause what Adrian Kempe is probably going to play first line yeah. right wing with Kopitar or left wing. I think he's a left winger. So um, I think those are some of the biggest trades. I think after that, it's just swaps of bad contracts or I'm not taking this guy in the trade or the draft. So here, take him. Yeah. So um, yeah. NHL draft July 21st. NHL draft will be July 23rd. That's Eric. There's going to be a lot. This is the biggest now. It's going to, it's going to be this. And then free agency for us. It's going to be our biggest yeah, weeks of NHL exactly. where the big, cause expansion draft, there's probably going to be some trades happening. Um, the NHL draft, there's definitely going to be trades happening, not just players being picked. So we'll give us, we'll, you know, once that happens next week, next episode, we'll have the whole breakdown of what exactly. happened and what we think. So this episode was just a bit slower, a bit, um, you know what we think is going to happen, but Eric, um, quickly before we end it, let's hop into the UFC. Yeah, let's go. Where um, you've mentioned, I forget, I'm not going to name the guy, but okay, you mentioned yeah. this guy, a uh, close friend of Khabib, yeah, cl- yeah, close friend of Khabib. For those who didn't remember, you've talked about him. Yeah, I don't know how many episodes ago, a, a while ago, but when he, when really when really nobody knew who he was, you talked yeah. about him. Now um, he's kind of ascending in the lightweight exactly. ring. Why don't you tell us what's going on? So yeah, when I was first talking about Islam Makhachev, I think he was 15. He he was unright. I don't know. And then he he won over Drew Dober. Um, couple months later, now he fought Thiago Moises, who's uh the 14th rank uh, lightweight, and uh Islam was the ninth. He won. So now Islam he, he's on a eight fight win streak now. Eight, which is eight fight is heavy. Like an eight fight win streak. Um, which which is one of the like is I think he's only behind Charles Oliveira right now okay. in the lightweight division. So he has an eight-fight win streak, 
and no one in the top wants to fight. Like, no one in the top 10 wants to fight him. Like, that's why you can't... Everyone's like, oh, he's not fighting good. No one wants to fight Islam Makhachev. Oh, this guy, he's a, he's a better striker than Khabib. I said it before. He's a better striker than Khabib. He's... Okay, he's 90% of what Khabib is at wrestling, okay. which is pretty fair. And the coaches, even Khabib said it, like, no one can beat Khabib in wrestling during practices. And they say, like, uh, Islam wins, like, a good, like, not all of them, but, like, a, a good amount, like, 20%, like, still good. Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. no one can beat Khabib in wrestling, but Islam could. So, that just shows, and Islam's a better striker. So, like, the only way Islam can lose is literally by, like, he can... You have to, out. yeah, yeah. That's the only way he can lose. He's not going to lose by decision because, because of his wrestling. They're wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's so many minutes. Like you're on the floor, yeah. so he's not going to lose like that. So it's the only way you can win is knocking, knocking him out. So, Islam right now, he's ninth. No one in the top wants to fight him. He call, he's calling out uh, RDA, Michael Chandler, like all these fighters, Tony Ferguson. So to me, I'd, I, I want to see him fight Tony Ferguson. I feel like Tony Ferguson would be a really good fight for him. Tony. Tony Ferguson's on a three fight loose streak or two fight loose streak. Like he hasn't won in a while. Um, and he's just Tony Ferguson's not the same. He's old now. He so if Islam can beat him, that will show a lot. Uh Khabib tried to fight Tony Ferguson and the fight got canceled like five times. So that that's just gonna show like who would actually win that fight. So yeah. that'd be very interesting. So Islam, man, I'm telling you, um Keep an eye give on. yo, give it give it a give it a year. This guy's gonna be champ. And I could see a super fight between Islam, because I, I Islam's gonna be super champ soon. Fight between Welterweight? No, between Islam and McGregor. Because don't forget, Khabib's never coming back. Oh, Khabib's... super fight. That's what. Yeah. You mean. Oh yeah. What did I you say? You know what the actual term super fight means in what? UFC? Because I've been what? playing it a lot of UFC. Yeah. What does it mean? Is, uh, is when you fight the guy, the, the class higher. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, okay, okay. I, I know what you mean. That's what Adesanya. That's what Adesanya did. Yeah, okay, I know what you mean. Okay, my bad. But like, but like a huge fight yeah, against McGregor. I'm telling you, Islam's gonna be the champ. Like he's gonna be like when he, he, he. I don't see the only people I'd I'd see him losing to are Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier. Those are the only two fighters that I'd be like, okay, Islam's losing to. Other than that, I think he's beating everyone else. I'm telling you. If Islam keeps winning, because he he's gonna keep fighting, he's gonna keep winning. I it's gonna happen. Yeah, Connor's gonna look. At, Connor's on a th- what three fight losing streak right now in the UFC. Like, yeah, Connor is, is his reps kind of dying down a bit. I don't know if he's he wants to come back, but if he does, but like, is this rep gonna get? Is like, at this point, if Connor were to fight Islam, like it'd be like a, a Khabib v two, whatever people would say. Exactly. Like, yeah. But at the end of the day, McGregor has way more to lose than he does. Exactly. And I don't think yeah. McGregor wants to put that on the line. So that's why I'd say put make Islam champ. Islam's gonna be champ. I know he's gonna be champ. Okay, and then fight Islam McGregor. champ. And then is McGregor even worth fighting at that point when you're the that's champ. What, that's what I'm saying. But to me, I want to see because everyone wants to see Khabib versus McGregor. Like that's a good yeah. story. Like, Khabib oh, yeah. versus McGregor too would be the by far the biggest fight of all. Like, Pay-per-view? Oh yeah. I oh, that'd be so. humongous. So let's get the bootleg version of McGregor mm-hmm. versus why Islam. Not? You know what I mean? And Islam, like a lot of people believe, like. Cause he's like two, three years what younger is, than Khabib. Islam jump into that octagon to punch McGregor in the face. Remember that? I don't think. Oh no! I th- yeah, I know he was one of those guys. He was in the ring. I think he didn't go after Connor, but I think he went after Dylan. At Dennis. that point, what, what? What? Like he was just boxing. Like I mean, are you fighting where? No, he was still. In the, he, he was already in the UFC. Oh, yeah, he was in the UFC by then too. Oh, he already had like a five, six fight win streak. Yeah, oh, just like, very low ranked. Imagine being on an eight fight win streak, and then. You, he's probably gonna win another two fights before he becomes like he's. Yeah. I'm telling you. He, so he just he, fought, right? He just fought. Yeah, he just fought. One in the fourth round. So this was his who first. Who he uh, fight? Thiago Moises, who's the 14th ranking lightweight, which okay. isn't that good, but not that good. He, he showed like because it was a main event, right? So you fight yeah. five rounds in the main yeah, event. Yeah. It was his first main event. He went to the fourth round, uh, choked him out. Um, nice. Uh, he, he, Amazing! Like, he showed his striking, so it was really good for him. So that's why I'm so interested to see okay. how far he can go. Because no one wants to fight him. Like no one. Like in the UFC, there's a thing. Like same thing happened to Khabib. Same thing happened to Kamar Usman. So what happens is these fighters, they're wrestlers first. So no one wants to fight these wrestlers, and they can strike a bit. So no one wants to fight them. They're forced to f- take any fight they can. Yeah. So they're taking like pretty much bums, and they're destroying these guys. And then the top fighters, they don't want to fight them. So what happens is they just keep racking up the wins, and then after one day, like the 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 other guys are going to be forced to fight them, and then they'll just keep winning. Oh, so yeah. that's what happens. I mean, you're in the top five. You're not going to fight a guy who's ranked. What's his rank now? 
which is nine, which is pretty high. Which is pretty but, nine. But before that, I mean, when he um, why wait? Why is he so he's nine and he's fighting the number fourteenth guy? Exactly, because no one, no one. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, no one wants to put like they have way more to lose. Exactly, five guys, right? And they know they won't win. They're they're zero percent chance. Other than like, they're not winning. Dustin and Charles Oliveira. The um, who's a lightweight champion right now? Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira. And who's the number one ranked uh, lightweight? Dustin Poirier. So he's number one. Okay. So that's how. So when is right Dustin going to get one? When is he getting a title shot? So right, right, really soon. So yeah, he's the number D- one ranked. Dustin's fighter. fighting. Yeah, and to to me, Dustin's better than Chalavera by far. Like I, I believe Dustin's yeah. the best fighter. Well, I don't doubt there's going to be a Dustin um, lightweight champion coming soon. Oh yeah, yeah, really soon. And then if if you that's that's the only thing I don't understand is how you, how will you be able to do a like the fourth fight between Dustin and Connor when. Right now, Connor's ranked seventh in the lightweight. He's yeah. not even close, but it's Connor, right? So he'll get whatever fight he yeah, wants. Yeah. But how is Dustin, who probably if he, he becomes a champ, he won't be able to fight Connor. Like, like I don't, I don't want to like you can't just give Connor opportunities like yeah. that all the time, especially for the belt too. Exactly, the belt is start winning. Exactly. So Dustin's not going to give Connor a fight if he's on a losing streak. Because at yeah. the end of the day, you're trying to sell the fight. Mm-hmm. You're trying to make the most money, right? Yeah. So he, I mean, I like. Oh, but let's be honest. I just, Con- I just yeah. contradicted myself. So yeah, Connor will sell. Him yeah, Connor will sell. Yeah, sell, sell, exactly. Sell. But if you're Dustin, like at one point you got to be like, listen, I'm like not my I'm not, I'm, against, like, and I'm not in for the a guy who's team. on a three game, three fight losing streak. I mean, yeah. if you want a shot at the belt, you got to be on a winning streak. Exactly, like, exactly. Like a five, you got to be on a winning streak here. And and let's be fair, like okay, maybe like it's not that fair to the other fighters either. But like to be honest, McGregor, there's. He's the main reason why they're making so much money in the first yeah. place because McGregor made this. Oh yeah, they'll, they'll sell, but but I don't know. It, it's just tough. Is it is it even like if McGregor's on this losing streak, there's no shot he can. There's no chance he deserves a title shot in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. Versus so that's why on a winning that, streak. That's why everyone's saying like the lightweight div- like the light, lightweight division is looking really nice right now. Like yeah. there's so many good fighters. So. I'm really interested. So to talk about um, the heavyweight. Okay, so the heavyweight. We've talked about this we before about too. Ghani, we talked about when he won. He's now the champion. Yeah, and who's he going to fight next? Fight. And yeah. then we asked, who's he going to fight next? Yeah. Uh, I forget who we said, but now we have a clear vision, right? Exactly. Okay. So this is what's going to happen. So Cyril Gon just won against, uh, I think it was Rosenstrike. So Cyril, no, yeah, Cyril, no, against Volkov. So Cyril Gon just won, and he's going to fight Derek Lewis, who's a, who's a beast. The, yeah. His nickname's the Black Beast. Yep. Uh, and he's fighting uh, Cyril Gon for the interim uh, belt, which is right under. And um, so the winner of that fight is going to be UFC 265. The winner of that fight will fight Francis Ngannou. And then what hap- whatever happens after that, um, John Jones, I don't know where he's... Or Miocic, I don't know where oh, he's yeah. jumping yeah, in there. But um, so um, to be honest, Derek Lewis versus Cyril Gon, it can go either way. Because yep. every fight that Derek Lewis is in, there's basically a knockout or... There- it's either there's a knockout or absolutely nothing happens. Yeah. So that's what happened with Ngannou and Derek Lewis in the first fight. It was a three-round fight. They just stood there and like they hit like there was like no hit. So it was boring. No, no one wanted to watch that. So, but Cyril Gon versus Derek Lewis. That's gonna be an amazing fight. There's gonna be a knockout 100. Like oh, I'm I'm excited for that. Any fight. chance any any of those two beat Francis? Derek Lewis. They, they, to be honest, okay. So who has Cyril the best Gon, chance? Who has the best chance to make it the best fight? The best fight probably because Cyril, Cyril Gunn trained with Francis before, okay. so he kind of knows how how it goes. Yeah. Derek Lewis could get that knockout victory, or he can do what he did like last fight and just stand there and like. But Francis yeah. is a different fighter now, so yeah. I don't, I don't know if anyone's on Francis's level right now, but it's it's a UFC, it's a heavyweight. Anything can happen. I don't, any heavyweight fight. This is why heavyweight champs like it's so hard to stay heavyweight champ because. They punch so heavy. Oh, you land God, one yeah. clean punch, you're you're out. Remember, I don't know if you saw the video. You know the shoey guy, the guy that does a shoey with milk. Like he pours beers in his shoe and he drinks it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that fighter. Yeah, yeah. So he he got a knockout last fight. Okay, yeah. and he got punched. He, he was almost dazed. All it took is was one left hook. Yeah, and the guy was out. Like it's literally just one punch and it's over. Like yeah. it's, that's what the heavyweight is. So it's so hard to predict these fights mm-hmm. and like say it, it's because. Because there's no they're, they're ground so game. Good. There's like nothing. Yeah. To, uh, it's just all pounding. Yeah, there's yeah, there's some ground. Like when Dow Cormier was there, there's a lot of ground game. But yeah, like, it, it doesn't. It's not that much because all you need is one punch. Yeah, basically, they're not they're not training wrestling. They're not they're not training yeah. or practicing while wrestling because most of the time it's not on the ground. Yeah. 
so uh, yeah, we have a clear vision on when that's going to, you said UFC 265, those two. Yeah. Are, so then UFC um, two, I, I, I don't know which one it is. I, I believe they said it was there will sep- be a title sep- shot yeah. coming up between Francis Ngannou and somebody and, and the winner. And then, um, so that should be the cl- biggest, I'd say uh, belt challenge i guess unless dustin poirier gets a belt challenge soon mm, yeah. um so a lot of exciting things i'm just excited for the next super fight like i've exactly. just bought usc4 i'm starting to play I'm yeah i know to, i know trying to learn <laughs> these fighters and stuff but i want this next super fight i want someone to fight someone in another weight class for them yeah. i don't know when, when's the last time that happened uh, pretty, it was yan versus israel so israel didn't win so wait, what were the just... weight classes so weight. israel is 185 so middleweight and he fought yan who's a champ at 205 for heavyweight yeah for, uh heavyweight. yeah for heavyweight and yeah. uh, who won the the, the so um yan yeah right. no middleweight? yeah no the the light heavyweight so yan won yeah so it's okay so it's a light heavyweight middleweight then light heavyweight right yeah different classes yeah so, so light, light heavyweight, heavyweight is high. different what yeah light heavyweight one. and heavyweight are different but has francis and gone you ever found light heavyweight for sure no no, no? He's, no light heavyweight you gotta be 205 and under and what's heavyweight 20 Two, or 225 and over oh, okay yo francis is like 265 but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you jump from, I remember when I played, I jumped from um, welterweight to um, whatever uh, the style bender is in uh, middleweight. Yeah. Saying. So middleweight. Yeah. Sorry. So that's only one. It's only 15 it's pounds one, difference, and it happens pretty pounds. often. It happens and pretty then I'm often. Bulked up and stuff. So yeah, I want to see. I just want to see a super fight. I know. I know. I but was, when I played, I was like so hyped up. <laughs> that's fun. Because uh, the UFC, like. Some of these fights, like sometimes you'll have like that boring fight from time to time, yeah. but sometimes some of these fights are so insane. Like even the Dustin, no, I'm, I'm learning Connor, the that, players um, of the classes. I'm learning a lot about the welterweight because that's where yeah. I am. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, a lot of welterweight, some lightweight. So I'm, 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 I'm trying to get back into the not get back, but to get into it actually. That's, that's fair. Trying to learn some of the fights, how they play. Because I also learned like their player type, <laughs> like who oh, they, yeah? oh my god, boxer, like boxer. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it's fun though. But yo, UFC is so fun to play. Yeah, oh. especially when it's like your first day and you beat Eric Zhang, who's been no playing one. a while. And then Steve comes back. He's like, oh, I got UFC four. I'm better <laughs> yeah. than you, and I beat him. I, I, I first of all, UFC four. Play me on UFC four. You'll never win. UFC oh three, different god. game, different controls. UFC four. You'll never. Yeah, because you you have these control. I yeah, sort of understand how you do that leg kick that you, you know when you fake because it's all modifiers, rate. man. You just gotta use them. You gotta play with the modifiers. That's it. You just suck at video games too. I know, like I know. chell, like anything. Like you're just like video game impaired. Eric Zhang is video. Oh yeah, game <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy's just not like he physically. You physically yeah. can't be good at video. I know, games. like people Any are like video oh, game. People, people are like, oh, it's closest. Yeah, I know, because people were like, oh, you don't play enough. Like, I, I think I just suck at video games in general. Like, it doesn't matter which game, I just suck. I feel and you like. don't, you like, you don't own a video like PS4. Exactly. But so I don't think that would that. change any. Because remember back yeah, in the day, sure we used to change something. We used to play like the same amount all the time. Like when you first got, like we used to like uh, 2K, even though. 2K. Like we used to play the same amount, and then I'd play and I'd still suck. It's even tough, like though. you know what I mean. Yeah, but I have all this time at home. You don't like it's tough when you go over to your friend's house and like yeah, fair. Unless you're me and you go over like friend's house and you play UFC three for the first time, <laughs> just dominate. But um, uh, yeah. So uh, UFC, we'll see what's coming up in the next two whatever we are in two sixty. We're in two sixty five. So yeah, four from there. Uh, quickly, we missed. I just want to talk about Phil Dano. Looks yeah. looks like he's most likely going to walk to free agency. Um, he's looking to have like a five, six year deal, five and a half million dollars yeah. more, or, you know, he's looking around that. So Montreal is going to let him walk to free agency. Yeah. They're still, he deserves, he deserves it though. He deserves it. He does it. Yeah. Cause I don't think, I think when he goes into free agency, a lot of teams are going to be hesitant to sign him to that money, five and a half million. Mm-hmm. And that's when he's going to come crawling back to Montreal on that cheap four and a half, five million deal or whatever. No, don't, so, yo, um, no deserves better. He deserves down. better. Yeah, but there's no team in the league that is going to sign him for five and a half, six million dollars. No team. And whoever he signs with, thank God, you overpaid for Philip Deneau because he's not, he's not going to score more than 12 yeah. goals for you or uh, put Fair. up more than, like he's, a, we'll see if he's a 50 point player. It depends which team he on. He I know, almost, I know what you mean. He was almost a 50 point player one year in Montreal, but he's kind of dipped. I don't know. I wouldn't sign him for five and a half, six. That's why I wanted to overpay him for the three years. Fair. I give him three years, six and a half. I'd be like, take the six, take the three six. years, six and a half. Three you years, give that six and a half. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially with Weber off the the, yeah. the, the books next year, maybe Price. Yeah. Well, who knows what's happening? Oh yeah, I'd give him that six and a half. Fair. Um, three years or two, like two years, seven million. I don't know. 
Damn. But he, I think he's looking for long term. I don't think. But he's if Kevin Hayes got that money, like just give it to Dano. Yeah, like yeah, but Dano is way better defensively. Kevin Hayes is way better offensively. I wouldn't say way better offensively. Kevin Hayes. Kevin no, Hayes definitely more upside. Definitely more upside. Fair, fair, fair. But Phil's great. One of the best, most underrated South oh, yeah. Hayes. Oh, so underrated. Whichever team signs him is going to be their lockdown center. But mm-hmm. I think Phil Deneau needs to realize that he's not a first-line center and no team's going to pay him to be their first-line center. And that's what I think he's going to realize soon in free agency and hopefully he comes crawling back to Montreal. But at the end of the day, that's that for the Stim and Zang. So next week, a lot more busier episode. We'll have uh, the Seattle Kraken, the team, yeah. what we're dealing with, who will be uh, the team next year. We'll be uh, talking about the NHL draft, talking about the picks, talking about the trades that went down most likely. And the NBA Finals 2 will be done by then. So a busy episode next week. So oh, stay tuned for that. Yeah. And episode 30 at the milestone. So stay tuned for that episode. And once again, thank you for listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube to the Stim and Zang show. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Peace. Peace.